Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend. Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging Logistics Committee, the Western Reported Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, and our favorite road warrior, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing all right. I've been incredibly late this morning again. Yes, I was. It's becoming a pattern with you. And, no, it was, uh, it's not a pattern. It, it has uh, actually become a pattern. It's, it, it's, 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 it's a lone need... gunman like Jack Ruby. What? What? <laughs> Where the... Wait. Okay, what does that mean? What do you mean, lone gunman like Jack Ruby? Well, I get the reference, but how does that relate to you being a half hour late to the studio this morning? Hold on, hold on. the reason that relates is because it's I wasn't a lone gunman, so this is not a one off thing. So there you go, dude. Right. Okay, folks, uh, be prepared for an Adrian heavy show because Alex is basically about? incoherent today. What are you talking about? Okay? That's, no, no, no. Once again, Jack Ruby, I'm going not to a lone gunman. I get it. By it, the it, CIA, it, I have been late repeated times, so both things aren't true. If you <laughs> hold on, you know what, dude? If you weren't on the that road so much, if reach. you weren't on the road so much, you would you that have gotten was it. Such a reach. It dude. wasn't that much of a reach. Yeah, so. Yes, as you might have noticed, uh, we uh, we actually ran with a best of last week. Which, I thought it was a good best of. Uh, of course I it, it was, because I, I put it together. I give it so. 8 out of 10. Really? A little light on me. If you had to put more me in there, I think I'd have given it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, but well, then it would be a worse show. So, you know, it's... Uh, Come on, man. I th- how many Uber stories did I give you? In fact, I realized in doing the show, essentially, it is just one giant Uber story. And ironically, <laughs> me having gone on a road trip last week... Uh, it's going to be almost an Uber story again for me this time. So, you know, we just need to change the name of the show to, you know, Traveling Bros or something like that. Who knows, you know? Oh, I like that. Actually, <laughs> now I think about it. I actually kind of like that That one. would be it. Traveling Bros. That would be a good, you know, so. But, uh, yeah, so my, my niece uh, got married uh, this past weekend in Louisville. How is she looking, by Kentucky. the way? Kentucky. Hmm? How is she looking? Like a Russian princess. Nice. So Big boobies? Uh, dude, dude, come on. Don't do this. Don't do what? that. It's just not right. Well, you didn't have a picture of her. That's not right. Well, yeah, but for you to get all a lecherous old man on my niece, she, it's just kind of. Was she looking good and white? Dude, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Stop. That's that actually bothered me. Knock it, knock it off. Uh, but anyway, yeah, my niece got married. And uh, so my uh, youngest and I uh, decided to road trip it up. Yeah. Um, and we spent, you know, a couple days up, a couple days back, a couple any, days in Louisville. Any lot lizard stories? Uh, no, not particularly a lot lizards, but no. some interesting stories All along right. the way. Now, part of the plan was he is looking to relocate to some city somewhere in the Appalachian area. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, he wants to be near the mountains. And so he wants to, you know, get a career, find a job in those places. Was he like listening for dueling banjos and then would look around when he hears that? Like, yeah, that's, that like was on, exactly like the on, plan like on deliverance. Yeah. That, that was exactly the plan. He wants to be like a, uh, you know, a, a riverboat guide type of thing. 
So that's what he's looking for. Squeal like a pig, boy. Are, are you going to let me tell any stories or not? Yeah, I'm not I, I mean, the just story. you know, I, I really should. Up. I really should be beating the shit out of you for making me wait here for a half hour already. So now you're interrupting my stories. My bad. All right. So we're heading up, and we're deciding to to hit a bunch of cities. And uh, the first one on the trip was uh, Chattanooga, and that was nice. You know, great little city. Had lunch there. Uh, then we went to uh, Knoxville, and. Man, did we get so shit-faced in Knoxville, man. We must have hit 11 bars in that town. And I think that's all there is downtown. You hit 11 bars in Knoxville? Yeah. And then we then we came back to the same one we started at. <laughs> well, maybe we only hit 10 because of that. But is yeah. Is this your way of being full circle? Uh, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but that was a good time. Uh, just uh, some crazy happenings there. Just And I, I remember some of them. <laughs> you know <laughs> i think who was drunker a was pretty much a draw between oh, me and my right, son yeah all right, all right. yeah we we were both pretty lit up there were different times where one was helping the other walk and you know <clears throat> uh i think we got the drummer for the rock band at the last place so shit-faced he could barely barely carry a tune and like oh yeah. he was mid-performance oh yeah 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 because we caught him on a break and you know made him do a bunch of shots and then you know his his he wasn't really in rhythm for a while after oh that. what a dick yeah and uh yeah just a wild place so so knoxville is a pretty cool town to party in but uh my son wanted to stop for a pair of boots right so we're driving down, you know, like kind of back country roads, not like like state roads type of things, not on the interstate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we see this sign, and I want to say it was a well-done handwritten sign, and just said boots with like an arrow. <laughs> so, so that's where you buy so boots. So that's where we're buying boots, yeah. And so we roll up in this town. It's Carryville, Tennessee, okay? All right. And it's a, it's a first of all, the downtown is like one strip, and the literally the only non- um vacant building that wasn't falling apart and completely dilapidated was the shoe store in there (laughs) so the boot store so we walk in there and there's four guys sitting around literally with a spittoon on the ground (laughs) talking politics and we're looking around the shoe store and the prices are like really high i mean the cheapest pair of boots in there is like 150 bucks right um, and so we're walking around, I'm listening to the guys, and of course, it's exactly the type of political conversations you would expect uh, in, you know, BFE, Tennessee, in a town that, you know, has a creek running through it, but the creek is filled with, like, old toilets and... and Do you know the population There was literally, uh, I think it's like 2,000 or something. 2,100. Well, that's the thing. My, my, <laughs> my son asked, well, how many people live here? And the guy goes, about 25,000. And my son just goes, No. There's no way. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I thought you meant the county. <laughs> so anyway, only place open. So we're listening to him talk for a while. We're looking around. And, and you know, he uh, finally one of the guys come over. Because, like I said, there were four guys in there, but only one worked there. <laughs> and at least and there's, a, there's three other just hanging on out. Yeah, they're the all sit- store. They've got chairs set up, like, in the middle of the store. And they're just sitting around shooting mm-hmm. the shit. And talking to these guys, one of the guys actually worked for the government. <laughs> and this was like 2 o'clock on a Thursday, and he's sitting around shooting the shit in a shoe store. But, uh, it, of course, you know, it was uh, like all Q and, and Trump stuff they were talking about. And so finally, when, when the I guess the owner comes over and starts talking to my son, finds a pair of boots he likes, and, and uh, <laughs> the guy goes, let me ask you something. What do you think of Joe Biden? My son goes, Joe Biden? Fuck Joe Biden. 
<laughs> and he goes, you just got 25% off. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so, and again, my son, you know, gives a shit about politics about, in reality, about as much as I do. You know, he's a libertarian, yeah. so he's not like, but man, he if he thought he could save money, he was playing up that Trump train. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Toot toot, motherfucker. So he got him some cowboy boots and... Uh, uh, then we rolled into Louisville, uh, where the wedding was, <coughs> and we stayed in this area of town, excuse me, by the way, stayed in this area of town called New Lou, New Louisville. Man, if that wasn't the most pretentious, goddamn, you know, just uh, the, the whole, uh, this was the epitome of gentrification, right? I mean, it was just horrendous. I actually walked out of a restaurant, because <clears throat> we were looking for a place to eat, the wife and I. And uh, we go into this place called, I think it's called the Mayan Cafe or something. And we walk in there and we're like table for two. And they're like, do you have a reservation? We look around. There's like, I don't know, there's 15 tables in this place and seven of them are open. Yeah. And they're like, no, do you think we can get a table? And I'm looking around like (laughs) any one of these will do fine. And uh, they're like, oh, and then they brought two people over to consult and everything like this. And they're like. And I'm thinking, and, and one of them had a tablet, like with all the tables showing on it, like a yeah. you know graphics interface, and like all the tables that were open were like green, <laughs> meaning they were available. And I'm watching them, him and Haw and Act, like they they're gonna squeeze us in, and they actually broke up a, a six top table and moved uh, like a portion of it over for two next to the wall, yeah, to seat us there because we didn't have reservations, right? So we sit down and I'm like, you know, can I get you some drinks? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take a uh, bourbon and seven up. Okay, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have Seven Up." I said, "Well, Sprite's fine, whatever." And she goes, "No, you misunderstand. We don't have any Pepsi or Coca-Cola products here. We make our own sodas." I'm like, "All right, just give me a bourbon neat." Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm reading the menu, and like everything on it is just uh, the weirdest food. You know, I just like stupid ass food. Like they're trying so hard to be hippie cool. You know, like the only vegetable they had was lima beans. Literally everything was served with lima beans. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, they don't have anything other than lima beans. And at the bottom of the menu, I'm reading that they only source their their produce from minority owned local businesses oh god so apparently go. there's only one so minority the black guys are only fucking are only doing lima beans apparently there's only one minority farmer in the, you know 100 miles of louisville and they grow lima beans we walked out of the place and i because i'm saying no i told my wife we're not doing this and so i called the waitress over and i said can we just get a check uh, you know I, we've decided not to eat here and she, they're like oh oh you know they were like mortified by that and my wife she tries to like, oh, you know, he just drove into town and he's not really feeling well. And I'm like, no, I don't like your menu. I don't like this place. <laughs> just give me a check, you know. And so I don't think I've ever walked out of a restaurant before. But all of New Louisville just, you know, sucks. It just. <sighs> so hold on. So that's probably where like all the people from like California and yeah, like other places are going to yeah to make it their own yeah. It, 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 a bunch of uh, people who love the smell of their own farts. Yeah, oh, it, it's that type of place. So on the way back, so the wedding was lovely. We get out of there. Me and my son were driving back, and he wanted to hit like Lexington and Asheville and Greenville and all that. But we all he also wanted to make a stop in Johnson City. Okay. 
And Johnson City. Johnson City, Tennessee. And I'm like, why Johnson City? He's like, I heard it in a country song. I want to go there. <laughs> so that's a you know what? That's a that's a, <laughs> right? that's a legit reason oh, to want to go somewhere. By the way, by the way, I was absolutely astounded by the roadkill we saw going through Kentucky and, and Virginia and North Carolina. Three wolves, five coyotes, and I quit counting the deer, but it had to be about thirty. It's amazing. In oh, fact, wow. in Virginia, we heard a radio ad, and this was hysterical. It said, you hit a deer? Well, guess what? You got a free turkey coming if you bring it to Buddy's Body Shop. Any deer strike gets a free turkey. <laughs> so if you hit a deer in Virginia and you take it to this one body shop, they'll give you a free turkey. Just in case, you know. <laughs> so apparently, to, do, to, to repair the, your car. <laughs> so but anyway so we hit johnson city and it's like 10 o'clock and we hadn't had dinner or anything like that so let's we said all right well let's go downtown find a place to you know eat and uh, maybe we'll find a hotel in town or something or maybe we'll keep going to Asheville. so we go into this one place and i think it was called newman's bar and grill and the first thing we notice is big sign right on the door it says no firearms right big sign I'm thinking ah, a lot of people do that no big deal Walk in, and the there's a bouncer there standing in front of a table, like when you right when you walk in the door, and he's got one of those uh, metal detector wands in his hand, <laughs> and um, you know we made some joke about firearms or something, and he was not having it, and he says, "Empty your pockets. I got a wand, everybody." And we're like, "You get a lot of shoot- shootings in here," and he's like, "Yeah." so we take the stuff out of our pockets and he wands us and everything and i'm just like god i I just want to get a burger you know what i'm saying and uh as as i'm putting the stuff back in my pockets i said well i guess we'll only have to start an old-fashioned bar fight in in this uh, you know in this place and he looks at me with a just a, a scorn look on his face and says don't (laughs) <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and I see why. You know, you go in the place, and uh, yeah, it didn't seem terrible, but the clientele was. You could you could tell it was a, a rough place. Like I walked in the bathroom, and I grabbed the the last urinal, and a guy comes in a couple you know a minute later, and big ass dude, mean looking dude, goes, I ain't fucking and standing in line for a urinal. And he's like standing like three feet behind me. So I'm thinking, oh, fuck, man, this this might not go well. So with my deepest, most intimidating, but in a very polite tone, I said, I'm almost done, pal. Just hang on. (laughs) And he said, "Okay." (laughs) And I'm thinking, "Woo, that could have gone bad. (laughs) But anyway. The, the kitchen was about to close, so we didn't end up getting food there because the last thing I want to do is uh, order food in that kind of bar uh, 10 minutes before the kitchen closes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not a good place <laughs> we, to do we it. We got out of town and hit a Wendy's. But, uh, yeah, just a real interesting road trip. Had a great time. and uh, But it's good to be back and good to be talking to you fine folks again. Yes, yeah. I'm glad you're back, buddy. After having to spend like six hours putting together that best of. It's a lot of work, by the way. It is, but it you was know good, how though. much of our bullshit I have to listen to in order to put that together. Yeah, I had to listen like two hundred hours of shows just to get you know oh, oh. an hour worth of decent shit. I got you. Well, you know? hold on. So we we did get I did get a message last week though. 
What's that? Um, so a listener had sent a message in, and I'm not going to reread the whole message, but basically, he's not impressed. He's never listening to the show again. Okay. And nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I just want to say real quick here. I really do enjoy <laughs> when we piss off a listener to the point where they say they're never listening again. I don't know why, but well, I, I feel like listen again. I, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe not, but I feel like mission accomplished. Well, he might listen. He might right. listen after I say what I say. Okay, go ahead. All right. So, he, and well, he, hang on a second. You didn't tell us why he's never going to listen again. Well, that, that's what I'm. Gonna, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. The reason he's never going to listen again is because we curse way too much. Oh well, fuck you, dude. Hold on. In one aspect, my initial response was that. Now, right. I didn't send that back to him. I said, well, you're free not to listen. Right. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're free not to listen. Have a good day. Right. However, I went back and listened to that week's show, and I realized something. My use of the uh, F word in that episode was quite, was quite gratuitous. Right. And while at the same time, fuck him. <laughs> now you're gonna but, i'm not saying he doesn't have a point yeah yeah like it was t- even for me i was listening to it and i'm like you know what it takes away the effectiveness of that word when you use it too much yeah i can see that i can see that so i was a little i was a little like eh. you know what dude you got a point you know what i in, in that case i am going to amend my comments to that uh you know, a listener that made that point. I'm surprised they're never going to listen again because of that. Oh, but, here's the thing. But, Richard Harrison is his name. Okay. Well, Richard, uh, you know, point well taken, so fudge you. All right. So hold on here. <laughs> I want to read what he okay, – I, I finally pull up what he actually wrote. Guys, you do not impress me as a Christian and using the F word in your broadcast. I won't listen again. I know uh, – uh, an uh, exclamation point. I, that's how you know he's serious. Um I know that audiences demand entertainment, but I am not entertained. <laughs> All I thought of was Russell Crowe when I saw that part. Are you not entertained? Yes. <laughs> Are you not entertained? That's all I thought about when I read that part. Uh, Alex Jones is a little crazy. I used to listen to him some years ago, but no more. He deserves to get sued. Again, hold on. That's kind of out of left field. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like <laughs> right. when you wrote that, I'm like, I don't even understand how that's got to do with me. But right, whatever. You got your own thing going on, Richard. Yeah. Or Dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's cool. I get it. But it, I will say he did. I went back and listened to the show, and he did raise a point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the honest truth: is that the conversations that you and I have on the radio are pretty much identical to the conversations that we have off the air too. Yeah. Yes. It's just the way we talk. It's we honestly, this is we do this show as if it was a you know a group of friends just hanging out. Yeah. Yes. I got to say, predominantly male friends, because if it was more mixed company, I probably would lay off of it a little bit. So, you know, we do everything we can to drive away female listeners (laughs) as well as Christians. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But I I don't know. I'm just going to go with the flow and, and, you know, say what I want to say. I will say this. First off, I'm not going to change the way we do the show. However, I will say that I will be more cognizant now moving forward of... Again, I like, look, I like the word fuck to not be used gratuitously. And well, I do it, feel like I was using it gratuitously. It's hard not to, being that it is If you go back literally, and listen to that show. 
the most descriptive word in the entire English language because it can mean almost anything. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's uh, – that's it, it's kind of hard not to use that word but yeah if, if you feel like uh trying to self-censor then uh, that's totally your it's business. not even here's the thing i'm not saying i'm not going to use the word i'm just saying i'm not going to use the word as much like i wanted to i i wanted to have the 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 i wanted to have the right effect right you know what i mean like right. that's in my opinion not, like i listened to the show that week and i'm like wow we did use it a fuck a lot didn't we <laughs> <laughs> You're off to a great start, man. <laughs> well, no, but like that's what I did say, though. Like I'm literally like listening to the show, like driving down the road, and I'm like, and I said, oh, fuck, we did use a lot, didn't we? Like, it was just so, like I, I, say, I did say it, though. For fuck's like, sake, I, we got to stop saying fuck. <laughs> no, I, yeah. but I it's was It's getting totally, fucked up. I, it's too much. It's just too much. So I was, I listened to that, and I was just like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Point well taken. Fair criticism. It was. I mean, still, like, still, fuck you. But like, point well <laughs> taken. Though. You're right. <laughs> so I'm gonna try. Uh, I'm gonna try to self censor moving forward look, a little I'm, bit. I'm pretty sure it's not gonna fucking work. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, Richard, that no one's ever been kept out of heaven for using the f word. No, no, no. Yeah. Sorry, Dick. I, yeah, we don't. He signed Richard. I'm not gonna. You know. I'm not gonna be disparaging. Richard is short for Dick. Not necessarily. Dick is short for Richard. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, no, it's the other way. Short disc dick is short for Alex. <laughs> no, that's not what that's not what that means. Isn't that no. the way it works? No, that's not the way it works, though. No. <laughs> All right. All right. What so are we talking about here? I, I have one Uber story if you want. Ah, yeah, go ahead. Actually, I have two. No. Uh, no, I'll do one. I just do yeah. one. Yeah. Don't don't you do some podcasts that covers your yeah, Uber I stories? Done, I haven't done it. I've done the first episode. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. After the critiques I've gotten on the first episode, I realize now I got to have a second person. So I got to do it. I got to do it with another person. So well, uh, it, it, the way I figure it, Mister Hand, is that you're here and I'm here, so this is our time. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Yeah. So you get one uber story that i'm allowing you to have out of the goodness of my heart yeah and then save the rest for that uh, that podcast that you do all right so yeah. it is uh thursday night and i'm at the red lion oh in uh, dunedin yeah, yeah. No, no, no 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 it's in madeira beach or something like that oh indian rock speech something like that indian rock speech yeah and i pick up one guy and two girls yeah i used to live like a block from there okay so yeah, yeah so I, I picked up one guy and two girls and they were heading to um uh, dead bobs. Oh yeah, I they love were dead, bobs. dead bobs. Yeah, insane now Pete. the three of them get in the back. Now let me just off first off say, very attractive women. Okay, so they all get in the back, right? Because I don't have because the seats up, right? But if it's ever three people, I always say, hey, if somebody wants to sit up front, they can sit up front. Right, right. So I said this, an old girl, the contortionist that she is, mm -hmm. is like, all right, and starts moving up to the front while you're driving. No, no, no. I'm not driving yet. But I don't have a chance to fix the seat. Okay. So she, and again, it's all the, my seat is all the way up, and the, the, seat, the seat back itself is all the way forward. Right. So I don't know how this uh, uh, turquoise underwear wearing woman was <laughs> able to do this. You know that now. Oh, I do know that now because her pussy was right in my fucking face. Like she... Again, I don't she's actually you treat, know huh? how. Oh, yeah. yeah, you think? Yeah, she, but she's wearing a dress, right? Yeah, and she, it's just all like all kinds of all there, right? And again, hot chick though, like yeah. super hot, but wearing a dress that was not covering up a whole lot of stuff, right? 
And so she gets in there. Did you give her a tip? No, no, I gave her the whole thing. <laughs> so, so she finally she she finally gets up there, and now me and the guy in the back. So the guy's trying to fix the seat, and I'm trying to fix the seat at the same time too. But there's no, I'm very limited in what I can do. Obviously, reach between moved, her legs. Yeah, that's and about ease all I can the do. Seat back. <laughs> all right, all right, come right, down there. Yeah. So, she finally gets up front. Now I come to find out that one chick is the guy's neighbor. And the other chick is somebody that she works with. Okay. Or he works with. Neither one of them are fucking him. Okay. And neither one of them will fuck him. Don't use the F word. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> neither one of them will have sexual relations with them, with him. But they're Coitus hammer- is they're, the preferred word. They're hammered yeah. as fuck. Coitus. They're hammered. That's what they're we're They're hammered as all get out. Rub with you, clearly, if she's climbing over your seat. Yeah. You know? And so it was just one of those things. But they wanted to go to Dead Bob's. But they kept telling me, no, Bob's, Dead Bob's is like two miles away. I'm like, no. no Dead Bob's not. is like nine miles away. Yeah, it's a distance. And I keep telling them how far it is. And they're like, oh, no, no. It's just right around the corner. Yeah. And then one of them was like, and the, the, the girl up front was like, I think you went the long way. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I didn't go the long way. There's I'm not a long you. way. Like I went down Golf Boulevard to basically Central, and then turned left on Central. Yeah, and I was that's there. Pretty much about the only way. Yeah. So finally, you know, it took them all the way down. But the woman, like her, her, her boobs were hanging out. Basically, her and she again, fucking hot. Right. And she had black hair. Like she checked all my boxes. And once again, this goes to uh, driving away our, our female listeners with our misogyny. <laughs> What's so misogynistic about that story? Dude, you're oogling over women here, man. I mean, you're objectifying this poor, uh, you know, this poor woman. You know, you're you're turning her essentially into a sex sex object. And, you know, it's kind of inappropriate, I think. I I don't think I was turning into a sex object. I think she became that all herself. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like she was working it quite a bit, too. Oh, God, she looked nice. Yeah. But anyway, and here's the thing. Super nice girl, funny a ball busting chick and his all get out right because she was busting his boss he's like he's you know like he's like she, he left with the two hottest women that there was right <laughs> and he ain't gonna have sex with either one of them <laughs> oh well that's like kinda, i wanted to, i was like yeah. i was kind of sad I, yeah. I wanted to say something but i didn't though. yeah yeah but all right so where do you want to go for uh, there's so much different stuff to talk about well here. i think the first thing we need to talk about is um the uh, the scientific breakthrough that happened last week that really is uh, no joke probably potentially the most important scientific breakthrough of this century definitely so far this century without question and that is a uh, net positive output from a fusion reaction um and yeah. now, you didn't put a story in for this one did you i didn't we can just talk about it i mean right. probably everyone by now or maybe not i mean it it got a fair amount of news but it's like i don't think anyone really portrayed it um as with the the gravity and the importance that it really has uh and you have to understand that nuclear fusion is an unbelievable power source it's what powers the sun um, it is a way to generate energy with almost zero impact uh, on the environment, uh, no carbon output. Um, the waste uh, material is is very, very small, but much, much less than the fission reactors we currently have. But the problem is, is we've been trying to do this for like 70 years now, and it always took, in the past, more energy to actually create the reaction than it produced so it didn't make sense to do it but now uh, scientists have been able to 
generate a uh, fusion reaction that puts out 1.5 times the energy input. And essentially what they're doing it, uh, they're, they're doing a, a core inside a, a vacuum tube and they're using a ton of lasers um, that they're just flashing for like a femtosecond. Um, and to give you a what? A f- like a femtosecond. Okay. Um, to, to give you an idea of how short a, a time that is, is the speed of light travels 186,000 miles per second. Okay. These laser flashes are so short that light only travels one inch in the time they're generated. Okay. So think of something that travels 186,000 miles an hour, something that can go around the, the earth multiple times in a single second. Okay. Think of how short a period of time it would be for that light to travel one inch. Yeah. In fact, it's, it, it's probably even shorter than femtoseconds. I don't know. I don't even know what the, the classification is below that, but it's an insanely short period of time. And they're actually generating, uh, you know, this particular reaction was enough surplus energy to probably power your house for half a day, you know, uh, from this this exceptionally small, um, you know, burst of, of uh, X-ray radiation, essentially, from, from lasers. So, yeah, it just it's a phenomenal thing, and I think that, when history, uh, you know, is written 30, 40 years from today, we will look back as December 2022 as a pivotal point in human history because I think that fusion power uh, is the future. Now, having said that, it's going to be interesting to see how governments and corporate monopolies step in to try to completely control this and how they fuck it up. I'm sorry, fudge it up. <laughs> We're not going to be able to do this, by the way. I'm not, I'm not, here's the thing. Hold on. Let me just stop real quick. Hmm. I'm not saying not to use the word. I'm it just saying that like I would. No, no, no. I was saying I was using it gratuitously. And so I'm going to limit my speech on it. You say whatever the fuck you want. Fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. But then, 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 don't, fu- then don't fucking say it. <laughs> we are failing miserably. Um, but... I think we're being very successful. It's going to be interesting to see how this actually plays out because this really has the potential to change all of human history because for the first time, we have that ability to essentially just use light and essentially it can become a a self-sustaining. It can, once the reaction is started, it can perpetuate itself. you see what I'm saying? Because it's producing more yeah, energy yeah, yeah. than the input. It can actually power itself and, and continue. Um, so for the first time in human history, we truly have a an unlimited energy resource that has essentially zero impact on the environment whatsoever. It doesn't take any coal, doesn't take any natural gas, doesn't take any uh, you know uh, radioactive material that ends up in huge amounts of waste, so on and so forth. So where we go from here is going to be quite interesting. But if if they do it right, you know, in, in 20 years, every power plant could be a fusion reactor. And we may even have much smaller fusion reactors that power individual buildings, maybe even individual households and down the road, maybe even individual vehicles. And if you had something like that, once you did the initial energy input, you would have a vehicle that could run almost forever. 
I mean, just think about that. Yeah. I mean, it's still a long ways away from actually being any kind of a reality that we can actually use. I, right no, now. I think that it's probably less than 20 years from when they could have a functional power plant, fusion power plant. Wow. You know? So, oops. Was that you? Uh, no, that was on our uh, computer there. So Not my computer, though. No, it was on this computer, All right. the record so you, computer. You screwed it up. Yeah, whatever. Uh, enjoy that, folks. All right, moving on. What do you want to move on to? All right, so we're going to do the uh, the Matrix DFC then? This one scared the crap out of me. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so there's, the, this, there's this video that came out that showed the world's first artificial womb facility. And this seemed to have gotten a bunch of news sources. Right. Because it wasn't supposed to, it wasn't real, right? Right. It's a, it's a fake company called Ectolife, but they put out a video that like a company uh, would put out to yeah, like a promo video. do initial round of funding and like a startup company would do. Yeah. It and looked very much like that. I got through the first half of this thing and, and I was faked out and I thought, oh my God, they're actually going to do this. And then it got towards the end and I, I was detecting just a hint of satire in there and a, a hint of dystopian warning in there yeah and i said wait a second no no this this isn't real but it turns out uh that it fooled uh some major media sources and what this was it was a very matrix looking like facility where you know they were absolutely growing babies in these little pods and the idea was for for uh, countries that were suffering uh, from population decline and for infertile couples, you basically just, you know, take your genetics and your your spouse's genetics, combine them, make a new, you know, a child out of that. You can screen it. You can you can use CRISPR to gene edit it and make sure it's tall and intelligent and beautiful and, you know, pick the hair and eye color and all that. And and it, once they started, you know, at first it was very plausible. And then they started going a little more and more down the the brave new world type uh, path. And it was, you know, um, it seemed a, a little out there and I was like, eh, my bullshit sensors are going off, but it fooled uh, a lot of uh, companies. But if you, if you want to see it, the interesting thing about it is every technology in it is plausible today. So they could literally actually, do this like they could have this real facility it, turn this facility into reality and probably have it up and running in just a few years actually hold on we're going to change this up though it's mm. not going to be a matrix dfc okay it's going to be a gattaca dfc yeah yeah kind of more of the gattaca thing yeah no, but that makes uh more sense yeah uh but yeah it, it uh just a, in an effort to uh you know a little house cleaning uh, there. whatever dude you know, that's your thing. You get all hyped up about those uh, those show titles. And the majority of our listeners, since they're not in the Substack, have absolutely no idea what we're talking about anyway. So, Oh, yeah. I have a new announcement for the Substack. Uh, too, what do you have for that? Go ahead. Do you want me to tell you now or later? Eh, whatever. So I, okay, right now our Substack is underneath like the International Guild of Professional Anarchists. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've okay. created a new Substack mm-hmm. called Unattended Baggage. Okay. There's no one in it right now. Okay. I will now be reloading every episode into it one at a time. How And exciting. build it perfectly before I launch it. Mm, wonderful. And you don't care. No, not at all. Let's move on. <laughs> Actually, the me. top of it is going to have a caricature picture of right. me and you right. roasting marshmallows around the smoldering embers of society. Very exciting. Very exciting. All right, moving on. 
<laughs> oh. Now that we're done with whatever housekeeping that was uh, on this thing that I will literally never see. All right. Because so, I've never even. Oh, well, I actually let's take do that the back. Brittany Griner thing. Next. I actually take that back. I did look at our Substack for like, you know, 10 seconds uh, not too long ago. There you go. Just to, to see, okay, this thing does exist. He's not lying to me. There you go. <laughs> all right. So let's do the Brittany Griner thing. Do you know the Brittany Griner thing? Or are you no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Brittany Griner was released because they got rid of the Nicolas Cage, or they traded the Nicolas Cage character. <laughs> right, the arms dealer. Uh, uh, the Merchant of Death guy right. for Brittany Griner. Right. And now, if you guys know, if people know or don't know, that there are thousands of American citizens that are languishing in jails around the world. Is it is it thousands, really? I think it's thousands. It's hmm. a lot. Yeah. I mean, again, we're only talking about like five or six different ones, but there's people all over the world that are sitting in jails for some reason. Yeah, but I, I, I would say that, uh, you know, uh, probably a fair number of that them did something to deserve that. Well, yeah, but that's why yeah. you're not. Yeah, but that's why you're not yeah. hearing them. To, now, here's the thing. If Brittany Griner would have got busted in America for what she got busted for in China, she'd be in or in in, in Russia. No, she would she'd not. be in jail. No shit. In most places, are you going to tell me that there's not laws against fucking traveling with weed? In most places, in these days, it's a misdemeanor. So she okay. probably would have got. A, oh, I'm sorry. She done a little bit of jail time, vice a lot of jail. time. She would have maybe done community service tops. At any yeah. rate, it's still illegal either way. Right. Right. But which is not right. We're not saying it's right. Oh, but, it's completely yeah. wrong. Again, this is part of it. This yeah. is part of the thing. Yeah. So th there's so many different lessons in this story. But basically, Brittany Griner got busted in Russia and they basically put her nine years in a penal colony. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, you probably heard by now, but she's a, a women's NBA star. Yeah, she's a black lesbian. Right. So, uh, well, I, I don't know why you got to bring race and, and, you know, sexuality into it. The media does all the time. White hetero. Like, you. A cis male. <laughs> cis male, yeah. <laughs> All right, so at any rate, so the Biden administration was actively working for her release, and it was her, and there was also a guy by the name of Paul Whelan, and there's right. another guy over there as well. Paul Whelan was a Marine who got busted on um, espionage a, espionage charges, which he says and, was trumped up. He says he didn't do it. In all fairness, Paul Whelan was probably a spy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it, it sounds like he was set up, but at the same time, it might have been the cover for him oh, being over there. Uh, hang on, I, I won't interrupt. Well, I'll interrupt you briefly just to remind me. I actually met a spy in Louisville. We'll come back to that story. All remind right. me to come back. Pink to that. balloon that shit. All right. So at any rate, so the Rush, so so the the Biden administration. It sounds to me like they had to make a decision, like an either or thing. Right. Either you bring Paul Whelan or you bring Brittany Griner in. Right. So the Biden administration picked the WNBA star. Right. Now, in thinking about this, you can be mad at the Biden administration if you want to be mad at the Biden administration for picking Brittany Griner over Paul Whelan. Right. However, if you think about it, if Paul Whelan was the guy that got to pick, either right. you bring him home or you bring Brittany Griner home, I'm going to think that Paul Whelan would have picked Brittany Griner. I don't think Paul Whelan would have picked himself. I think he would have picked somebody else. I don't know the guy, so I have no way of telling. I, either I don't know the guy either. However, now, people have talked to his family and 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 stuff like that, and his friends, and even him a little bit. And he, while he's upset that the Biden administration hasn't brought him home yet, or he's upset that they haven't figured out a way to do it, right? He's very happy for Brittany Griner to come home. Well, I, yeah, that's a tough call. If it, I know what I would do in that situation, I'd be like, "Fuck that bitch, get me out of here." 
Would you? Is that what you'd really do? <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. I'd, like if they came to you and said, "Look, man, we can either let this." There's a woman that's over here now that's an American as well. She's behind bars, um, and you're also behind bars. We can only pick one of yous. Which one goes? I'd say call, toss a coin. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Let chance decide. It. Yeah. Let chance decide because I sure shit don't want to be there. And you know, I don't know this chick from Adam. So yeah. You know what now, I'm hold on. Now, <laughs> I I think that it would be you know uh, chauvinistic of me to choose her over myself. Yeah. That's really it. I and I don't want to be accused of that type of patriarchal behavior. Yeah, I got you. you. Know, equality now, for all. Now here's the thing. Has Brittany Griner said bad things that she hates America? Yeah, she has. Oh, has she? Does she have a does well, she have a, what what does she say about that? Your your average, you know, black lesbian, black lives matter, you know, yeah. America patriarchy. Yeah. Again, I haven't gone into all of it, but she's right. just, she's not <laughs> Hang on a second. Now, I will say if she's bitching about the patriarchy, I wonder how she would have felt if they chose him over her. Well, yeah. I mean, in this yeah. aspect, the patriarchy probably did you some good. Um, right. Now, here's the thing. The other thing is this. I'm sure now she has a much different viewpoint of America. She may not like America either, but compared to Russia and to being in a fucking sit to a goddamn penal oh, she colony. Was, yeah, she was in a labor camp. Yeah, you were you were you were kissing the ground in America at that point, though. Right. For getting for getting you home. So. Yeah. You might want to limit your I fucking hate America and the rest of the world's all so nice and fucking roses because that's not the case. Well, no, I, I don't think the two things are necessarily, you know, mutually exclusive. The rest of the world yeah. can suck, too. It, well, <laughs> no, 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 you're right. The rest of the world can suck. Yeah. But when you got back to America, you're like, thank God I'm back in the States. I, I you know, will. Because now I have the freedom to say fuck America and not get thrown in the goddamn gulag for it. I will say that America sucks less than many other places on Earth. Fair enough. I, I'll go with that. Now, the other thing is this. The Biden administration, you working that hard to get a convicted person that was possessing drugs out of a jail seems to be a little goddamn hypocritical considering how many people in America that you have in jail over drug offenses that were right. not much different than what Brittany Griner did. That's a good point. That's and good here's point. a third point, by the way. For all you Trump people that were like, well, if Trump was in charge, he'd have got Brittany Griner out of jail. Let me just make sure I, I I move all the other words out of the way first. Fuck off! Because Trump had a chance to get this fucking guy out of there, and you know what he did? He wouldn't make the deal. So he could have gotten Paul Whalen out of there, but he didn't get Paul Whalen out of there. Whalen, Cause yeah. Because he, he wouldn't do the deal for the Merchant of Death. Yeah, Whalen's been there for four, for four years. Yeah, he's been there for a long time. Yeah. So the Trump administration didn't do nothing. So for Donald Trump to say anything about Paul Whelan or about this deal just shows me that you piece of shit. Right. You're just as, again, not to give Biden a pass on this, but you're, you need to keep your fucking mouth shut. Go back to collecting your goddamn NFT fucking cards, you six-month-old behind-the-times fucking asshole. Right, right. Um, and uh, who, uh, who did we release? What was the guy's name? I don't remember his name. Yeah, right now. hang on here. I got to look it up. But it, it was the Merchant of Death. Though. The Merchant of Death. Like guy. this guy yeah, was. I forget a, this his guy name, was but. a. But yeah, he's a, an international arms dealer, and he uh, basically deals. Uh, you know, with, he he became rich and powerful dealing weapons that he stole after the breakup of the Soviet Union. Yeah, part of the reason that Russia is running out of tanks and missiles right now <laughs> in Ukraine. Yeah, because much of the shit they thought they had had actually been uh, you know scavenged and stolen and resold on the on the black market. But 
Um, one of the reasons that it was uh, very difficult to make that exchange is because he is a major competitor with the military industrial complex. Yes. You know, and and, uh, you know, a lot of U.S. companies were not very happy that he was back out there because he's going to hurt their profits. <laughs> yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, he's a he's a major competitor to the uh, U.S. Uh, government and the U.S. Industrial. Victor Bout, by the way, Victor yes. Bout. Victor yes. Bout was his name. Victor Bout. But uh, yeah. So uh, there you go. So, but I, the thing is this, though, I felt a certain way about this one. Like, I remember initially, it's like, oh, you fucking left the Marine behind, didn't you? You know what I mean? You pick up the WNBA star and leave the fucking Marine behind. My initial, my gut reaction to it was that. But then after actually thinking about it, I was like, you know what, man? It was the right move. Yeah. It, it, if you can only pick one, you got to pick one. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, if you can't have both, you now, can't the have administration, both. Now, the administration also wasn't being upfront and honest about that. They were like, we only had Brittany Grimer as an option. But I don't think that was true because there was other reports that came out that said that they had an option and that they picked the one that they picked. I just... I just wish that we had an administration that could just be honest with people well, about yeah. stuff, but they just you can't. Don't, you don't know. None of You don't are. know what the truth is. What the, you know, that was behind closed doors negotiation. Maybe they wanted more for, uh, for Whelan because he was being held on espionage charges. Well, yeah, you know? they are definitely looking at him different than and, they were looking and, at. And he, he probably, you know, <laughs> he, he, also he might have been spying. Now, I don't know? think he was, though, and the reason why I don't think he was was he was actually dishonorably discharged from the Marine Corps. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Like he he's he's not a uh, he's not a perfect guy either. Okay. All right. Now again, that doesn't mean it. That doesn't mean you should be fucking in jail in Russia because no. you went over to a wedding over there. Yeah. Not not even you remotely. Know? But so yeah. it doesn't it doesn't excuse that part either for anybody that thinks that. So I met a guy at the wedding, um, who I believe actually probably works for MI6 in the UK. Um, but uh, in, in talking to him, what he actually was able to disclose, real interesting guy, we talked for quite a while, what he actually was able to disclose is that he does a lot of work for the British government um, going to conflict zones uh, to <laughs> work with one side or another, <laughs> essentially. Um, and uh, just real, real interesting guy. But, uh, you know, they were... Uh, uh, because of his accent, uh, people were calling him James Bond after getting to to talk to the guy. It, it sounded like he was uh, more of that type of uh, a person. But he has literally been in every hot spot in the world. And, you know, at, at first I was wondering if this guy was just, you know, kind of just given some bullshit lines. So I started quizzing him down on some of the places that I happen to have some background knowledge on. And, yeah. and this guy was like drilling down into the, the various factions and, you know, here's what happened here. Just some great stories, you know. So I don't want to get into the you know details on them on the air. Because they're classified. No, I'm sure they're not classified, the parts he was telling me. But just, you know, it kind of – it's – uh. A little geeky as far as geopolitically goes, but just really interesting shit. So I, I, I made the assumption that this guy was probably, if not in MI6, definitely working closely with he was him. But he, he, he wouldn't was say that. Though. Yeah, he, he was an yeah, operator. He was definitely an operator. Yeah. He was an administrator. Cool guy, though. He was yeah. an operator. Yeah. But, All uh, right, so let's get into the Elon Musk thing. Oh, yeah. We'll go Elon next. This fucking guy, man. You know. All right, so go no, lay it out then. Elon Musk is fucking hypocrite. Yeah, total fucking hypocrite. Why is that? Uh, basically, this is what happens to everyone with power and money. Yeah, but no, eventually no, 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 they no, no, get no. to this point. What, what are you? What specific thing are you referring to to call him an hypocrite? Oh, just kicking people off Twitter. Yeah, 
You don't think that's hypocritical? After everything he said, the entire reason he was buying Twitter was to make it the free speech bastion, to get all the people back who Twitter has kicked off, to make sure it was a platform that everyone could be heard on. And now he's kicking people off left and right for talking shit about him. Or tracking him. Hold on. Talking shit about him and tracking him is two different things. No, it's not. No, it absolutely is not. Giving real-time data as to exactly where someone's located It's publicly available at. data. Anyone can look at any aircraft at any time. If they know the tail number, they can find it anywhere. And it's not hard information. I could literally start tracking you know, anybody's private plane right now. Okay. You know? All right, I got gotcha. it's, it's public information. The fact is, is this guy just happened to have a follower, so he actually elevated the status of that information. But, you know, the fact that you know, Elon Musk is, is, you know, trying to hide this stuff. Well, here's the thing. I think what I think what we're dealing and I get with, it. I mean, nobody wants to be tracked, but you can't say I'm going to make a free speech platform and then to kick off all the journalists who were like just reporting on this and giving them a little pushback for, hey, I thought yeah. you said it was free speech, then to kick all those people off. So even if there was a little validity to him kicking off the guy who was tracking his flights, kicking off the journalists that were reporting on it and giving them a little shit for it, yeah, that is clearly hypocritical without question. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's all hypocritical. Well, here's the thing. I think And I think Elon Musk needs to get the fuck off social media and just focus on getting us to Mars. You know, you used to have a good plan, pal. Now you're fucking up left and right. And I don't know what's going on in your head, but you know, again, this is it's it's the kind of thing, it's the inherent narcissism that happens to people when they get to a certain level of wealth and power. And it's almost inevitable it's it's the old i forget who said it but power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely voltaire no i don't think that was voltaire actually i'm not sure who said it but um it it's gets to a point where you're so insulated from reality that it's almost impossible and then for him to come back with this poll well i'm going to do whatever the people say and put up a poll that's like cover you know what I'm saying? That's how he can come in and say he's – look, I have a, and I have a great deal of respect for Elon Musk. The man is a genius. He is still probably one of the people that will <laughs> be instrumental in the continued positive development of mankind. Okay? Yeah. I still believe all those things, but I also now believe he has a, he's a hypocrite as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. One, I don't necessarily disagree with any of your takes here. Ultimately, the one point that you made that I want to make sure to reiterate is, is that Elon Musk has taken his eye off the ball. Totally. He has taken his eye off of what his mission is, yeah. which is to get us to Mars, right. to make us an interplanetary species. Right. And right now, you're the only person that can actually, lo- like, like, no, hold he- on, hold on. Let me, let me say, I want to say it a certain way. Right now, you are a key figure in it launching that now, vice having that happen later. Yes. Eventually, yeah. it could happen one way or the other. Eventually, it but, will happen regardless. Or we're all dead. One right. Or two. But, but he, he is our best chance of, of getting it done like in need, the next decade. That, here's the thing. You yeah. need that spark. Yeah. And he seems like the only one that's going to have that spark. Yeah. He has the money. He has the wherewithal. He's well ahead he of the game. The, the intelligence. Yeah. He has all the things he needs. Yeah. 
And he already has a company that can do it. Buying Twitter ended up being a... It ended up being a major mistake, and here's why and it was it's a hubris. major mistake. It was all hubris. Part of it was hubris, but the other part of it was it's real easy to talk shit to the traffic cop until you're the traffic cop. Right. right. Once you become the traffic cop and you have to be the one that makes these decisions. Yep. Like, if you think about it, look, look, there's nobody that likes free speech more than I love free speech. Right. But when every time I've monitored, I've had to, like, monitor or be the admin on a Facebook group. I am fucking quick on the draw when it comes to kicking people <laughs> off. If you break the rules, I just get rid of you. If you test me, I just get rid of you. Right. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to have to deal with it. But the problem is, is that his justification was for buying Twitter was to allow 100% free speech on the platform. That's why you had to hire somebody else to run the day to day. And you had to get the fuck out of the way. Right. Like all you had to do was bring somebody else in, yep. say, this is what I want, and then bring somebody else in and let them deal with it. Right. You didn't have you don't have to be the day-to-day operator. And somebody else made this point. You can't be the owner and the traffic cop at the same time. Like you can't be the owner well hold on. You can't be the traffic cop and a player. Right. And that's what he yes. does. Yeah. He's both. Yeah. And you can't if, be if both. If nothing else, he needs to just like cancel his account or suspend his own account so he can't be on there anymore. No, no. Yeah. Don't suspend it. Just leave it to SpaceX and, SpaceX and Tesla. Right. Market your fucking Let somebody shit else do it. Yeah. And let somebody else do it. Yeah. So I do think he's fucking up in that aspect. Again, you're running into the thing that you didn't realize that you were going to have a problem with, but no one can handle this. Right. Now, has he been upfront and honest, at least transparent about the bad things that he's doing when it comes to getting people rid of people? Does he give a justifiable reason? He's been more transparent than Twitter was in the past. That's, That's damn true. sure. That's true. However, I don't think it matters. Yeah. You're still going to get. Here's the thing. Those that oppose you are going to use this to call you out. Right. Those that support you that are ideologically consistent are going to use this to call you out. Either way, you're going to get used to be called out. And part of them may have bad intentions or bad motives or whatever, but some of them are going to just be honest players that just realize that you're fucking up. Right, right. And uh, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, big tech fucking up, um, oh, we're not supposed to use the F words. No, it's not that dick. Come ah, on, man. See, you know, I shouldn't, even, I shouldn't even have told the story. Yeah. See, this is because this is what you're going to do. What, what's the other uh, other words you can hey, use get in back place into, in that? Get back into the PayPal story. No, it was, don't. It was, don't take was, your eye off the ball, Elon. I, I'm thinking of. Uh, see, this is what happens. Know, you know. This is exactly what happens when you take your eye off the ball. Well, yeah, because I'm probably the one person on Earth that's more arrogant than Elon Musk. <laughs> but, you know, he's not quite as smart as me. So that's why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What the hell happened to PayPal is the question uh, that uh, the free press is asking. And essentially what's happening is there's been a rash lately of people with PayPal accounts and businesses with PayPal accounts having their accounts either suspended or completely canceled, you know, like frozen. And essentially for those who are getting their accounts frozen, they can't access the funds they have in PayPal. And PayPal's not giving any reasons. They're just saying something to the effect of, oh, well, here you go. Um, via email, uh, PayPal's risk and compliant depart- uh, department is sending out emails that say, we decided to permanently limit your account as there was a change in your business model or your business model was considered risky. You'll not be able to conduct any further business using PayPal. If you have funds in your PayPal balance, we'll hold it up for 100 and up to uh, 180 days. 
after that period, we'll email you with information on how to access your funds. No reason whatsoever, no justification. Just PayPal is going to say, we're holding your money for six months and there's nothing you can do about it. And they, they don't tell you why, that the, some kind of change in your business model. Now, what this is, is this is a very early example of what's going to happen here in the United States with all forms of access to your money. Uh, we are essentially going to go to like a modified social credit type system. It's not going to be exactly like the Chinese, but it's going to be very hidden. It's going to be very algorithmically generated. Uh, you're not going to know why you get flagged for something. And you're seeing that more and more. Like, for example, when I got permanently banned from YouTube, they never gave me any reason. Yeah. You know, uh, they just said, you know, you, you can no longer be on our platform. We're not going to tell you why, but you're out. Um, and that's going to start happening more and more with various banking systems. And this, uh, what PayPal is doing, is just an early example of that. I mean, can you imagine that? Let's say you're running a business with the majority of your cash flowing through PayPal. Okay. That your business is over. You ju they just literally put you out of business. They just literally took away your livelihood. You know? And you can't access those funds for six months. I mean, I can't even imagine that. I mean, if if, if my business accounts were frozen for six months, you know, I, <laughs> I, at the end of those six months, I'm probably not going to be completely destitute, but I'm going to be in exceptionally bad financial shape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it could it, it, these are just devastating things. And this is something that is going to continue to happen more and more and more as we go further down that road of. You know, like Elon Musk, his intentions were good, but the problem is it's inevitable human nature for us to go that direction, to go to, you know, more and more control over your behavior. And the more and more that these technology companies have control over that, the more and more they're going to continue to exercise it and they're going to start working in collusion with government to where it gets to a point that they're almost indistinguishable from a, uh, one another. And we're getting very close to that point now. You know, people ha uh, today have a hard time differentiating where the lines of demarcation are in a lot of different areas of, of the, the government corporate collusion. And as we get further down that road, uh, it's going to be more and more so. And you're going to be less and less likely to ever find out why. Like, how, how did this happen with PayPal considering the people that had were part of it well they're not anymore so all those people are gone and new people are in yeah, charge feels gone bezos is gone you know they're they're out of it I, i'm not even sure who's controlling uh paypal these days but you know it, it's just the point you is have it, to let me ask you a question is there another source that you can use or is paypal really it then? no i mean you can use other forms of merchant services and there's tons of different cash apps and things like that so it's it's not like it's the only game in town anymore but it is one of the big games. But uh, anyway, folks, that's it for hour number one of our show. If you'd like to hear more, uh, we've got a whole nother hour, but you got to pay for that. And if you'd like to join us for that, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber. You get a whole bunch of swag, a whole bunch of cool stuff, and you get an extra hour, at least an extra hour of content every week. We'll see you on the other side.